Mr. Doug, special guest. Special guest. Lolo. Yeah. And a happy International Women's Day to all the ladies out there. There you go. Absolutely, yeah. And we're going to figure out if Lolo wants to stay on the podcast permanently to get the woman's perspective. That's right. We're trying to diversify this podcast. Yeah, I think they need it because, let's be honest, they've been talking a lot about boobs. Ooh. So, boobs you know, are great. I think, boobs, I think, we, I think boobs. we need the ladies' side of this. Let's bring that in. Wait, let's hold on. All right. If we get the lady side, does that mean we can still talk about boobs? I mean, you can, yeah, we're just you gonna, can, but let's be honest. Let's soften that up a little bit. Let's. We're just going to get the this, women's aspect. The movie we're going to talk boobs. about, it's funny because the movie we're going to talk about had a lot of ladies, like, you know, different things that were dropped in there that, you know, I think in general society is trying to, to make sure the women's perspective is represented. So let's, let's bring that into this. That's true. Again, we are negating all of the movies in between. We are not talking about anything that's happened um, in space, in space yeah. or in the hood, or two, three, in, in, the, in the hood. It's probably in for space. the best. I hate to say it. Let's be honest, okay? In the horror realm, I think everybody is trying to work with the original movie, and now with the success of uh, Halloween's twenty eighteen, they're trying to basically fast forward and just do a direct sequel. So this is, I would say, uh, Leprechaun's um, answer to Halloween's 2018. All right, so first off, we're going to start with 1993's Leprechaun. Give you a quick synopsis on this movie. A vengeful Leprechaun who believes the family has stolen his pot of gold as he hunts them, uh, they attempt to locate his gold to vanquish him. This is starring none other than Jennifer Aniston. All right, you know her from Friends, and along came Polly. Along came Polly. A shit <laughs> ton a of movie. other Hollywood movies. Yeah, she's been in a ton. Well, well let's be honest. If you are, if you are a millennial or even a zillennial or a Gen Xer, you know her as Rachel. whatever the fuck her name is. Rachel. Rachel. Yeah, Rachel. Rachel Green. Friends. And That's I even I never even watched the show, and I know she's Rachel. There yeah. you go. Okay. I have I obviously haven't watched Friends. Yeah, I've, I've never, never watched it either. No. Never. All right, that's I think this was one of our first movie, movies, wasn't it? it one of I her first was, um, yeah. film debuts, like as like a, a leading role. I think she had been in like cameos and a few before. Yeah. But yeah, like her first like um, like kind of breakout. I don't know if it, and a lot of people say it's her worst film. 
But it maybe they just don't like the like comedic kind of horror going on at that time. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure yeah. she's put out garbage since. I don't know. She's I, put out some garbage. Along came Polly, man. That, 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 is, that movie's fantastic. Yeah. That is you know what, though? That's like my favorite Edison, for Edison a project horror ever. film, I think we've all seen, you know, all of you listening, we've all seen really shitty horror movies. Jennifer Edison's performance in Leprechaun is by far not the worst <laughs> performance we have seen. My Bloody Valentine. <laughs> yeah, My Bloody Valentine. We have seen far worse performances. I think she did a great job. I think it was just a good role for her at the time. She picked it up. She went with it, and she did a great job with it, and that was about it. So, why don't we get started? I think uh, we'll go around the room. Doug, why don't you start with your opinion of 1993's Leprechaun? All right. Um, I, I do like it. It's more, I think, more nostalgic than anything. There's a few scenes that I'm are... I'm with you on that. There's a few scenes that are definitely, sh- like, schmirk-worthy. Yeah. Give you a little chuckle. But you, you can't go into these movies, either of them, with, like, oh, this is going to be a, a straight-up horror movie. This is going to be... Re-, you know, you get a kind of... And originally, it wasn't supposed to be comedic. It was supposed to be a, a straight-up kind of, like, slasher horror movie. And they ended up... Um, they ended up kind of... Uh, what is his name? Um... Oh, Lordy. Warwick um, Davis. Yeah. Thank you. Warwick Davis kind of ended up adding some comedic aspect to it because I think he felt it was too dry. Mm-hmm. So, And then later on, they ended up adding some of uh, the more gory scenes to appeal to old, older audiences with the kind of crude humor. So, I mean, overall, it's a good movie. I mean, Jennifer Aniston's good. I like Ozzy's character. The kid from... Um, Pee-wee. Pee-wee? Oh, Pee-wee. Oh, you're talking about the little kid? I'm talking about... Adventures of Babysitting? Yeah, yeah. Don't the tell them... Walter. The, the kid who breaks his arm? Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. That, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, right. yeah. Not, not Adventures. You're right. And he's got the sweet pump-up shoes. Remember the old yeah. Nike? Yep. The old Nike pump-up shoes? But yep. no, anyway. So I, I, I did like it. I guess I would give it maybe a two and a half out of five if I had to choose. <laughs> um, I mean, what would you rank it out of ten? Oh fuck you! <laughs> yeah, how, out of out of five, would you give it, or out of your your scale? Of It'd be a four point five. All right, how's that? Four, you you think it's a four point five out of five? Out of ten. Out of ten. Out of ten. You have, ten. Yeah, but what do you ten. think it is out of five? I don't know what I just say. I can't. I can't uh, go back. Two. Two point five. Yeah, you think it's two point five? Okay. Uh, um, it wasn't the greatest, but it wasn't the worst. Definitely nostalgic. Nostalgic points are different than say acting and plot and this and that. I mean, I think it was it was kind of. I liked his character. I liked the whole. Kind of play and that's it. And they were trying to do like the gimmick with the hollow, holly, uh, holiday um, horror themed flick. Yeah. And before we move on to uh, Marco's review, let's let's just talk about Warwick Davis, the main character who actually plays Leprechaun. Okay, he is a little person. Uh, Warwick Davis is a um, you know obviously he's he's been in other movies. I think somebody hit He was in Willow. But for Harry, Harry Potter. He's and, in Harry and with this magic acorn, I'll turn you to right. stone. So Warwick Davis was in episode six of Star Wars Return of the Jedi. He was an Ewok in that movie. Yes. And, right? and a couple Willow. other spinoff, well, Ewok spinoffs as well. Okay. He was, in, um, he was in Willow, and then obviously he was the star of Leprechaun playing the Leprechaun himself. Yeah, he was in yeah. like the first, what, three or something like that? I think five. Yeah. Four or yeah, five, like and four or five. Everyone yeah. except for the new one and the last one they did, which was the origins. So there's a bunch, actually. Yeah. Um, so I guess in the credits they thank uh, special thanks to George Lucas um, 
Because technically at that time, Warwick was under contract to him. Mm. And he's like, Lucas said, okay, right. you can, you know, not be any walk for me for a day. and <laughs> Or three weeks. This album, this album, this movie only took three weeks to record. So he kind of, you know, gave him that, which was nice. It's a quick album. Yeah, a quick film. You know? <laughs> well, anyway. You'd be here all day and then you'd be here all day and then... So that, welcome to Vintage Burns uh, Drunken Podcast. I'll be honest, yeah. We're talking so about Ewoks for like about uh, 20 minutes. So here's reason. the thing. We uh, we went <laughs> to a couple breweries today. Yeah. We, uh, while well, Doug's ravaging through the fridge, so you can hear that in the background, we decided to go to uh, Schilling Brewing, uh, which also, so they're more or less like a German-style brewing company, but then they have a subsidiary called Resilience, which is more of the American-style they do different IPAs, New England style IPAs here on the East Coast. Um, so we did that, and then we went down to our place in Kettlehead, which is in Northfield slash Tilton, New Hampshire. It's and Tilton. we kind of pre-gamed for five or six or seven hours before we decided <laughs> to do the podcast. And we waited for Lolo to come home from her hard day of work while we did not work. Yep, so Working Women, shout out to you. Oh, here you go, yeah, Happy International yeah, Working happy, Women's yes. Day. Oh, there we go. Yes, we work hard. There we go. We work hard at work, and we work hard at home, take care, wait, take whoa, care wait. of the houses what? and the kids, while what? the men are out playing. Just saying. Yeah, we never we, play uh, hooky, but this is the one day. This is the one day that we play hooky, and this is how we are disgraced. Oh. Jeez. Yeah. All right. So my thoughts on the movie? Yeah, yes, Michael. Let's, let's hear your thoughts. So my thoughts uh, again. I I uh, I actually watched this movie uh, when I was like thirteen or fourteen years old when it came out, and I really loved it. Like uh, I thought it was like one of the greatest horror movies of all time. But uh, I haven't watched it in forever until you know we decided this is what we're gonna do. Uh, watching it as an adult, not so good. Um, the nostalgia is definitely there. I think Warwick Davis uh, definitely steals the show, but I think the, you know the plot is the plot. I mean, he wants his gold. It is what it's it not is. Not much of a plot. If you no, really think it's about basically it. he wants his gold. And uh, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I'm not as in, you know enthused by it. Uh, it was harder to watch this, the, you know, as being a 39 year old man now. Um, but honestly, I thought it was okay for nostalgia sake, like you said, uh, Doug, and I agree with that. Like nostalgia, nostalgic points. It was cool. Uh, as a movie, like if I watched that, honestly, like if my first time watching it was the first time was like last week or whatever. Uh, nah. <laughs> Pat, hard pass. I don't give a shit about it. But... I'm not gonna lie. If I didn't say I was disappointed in what you're saying right now. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I love Leprechaun. Yeah, I think it's an okay movie. Don't get me wrong. It's no uh, shitty My Bloody Valentine or whatever. But it, I, I don't know, man. It was pretty bad. Uh, Warwick Davis was literally like the only saving grace in that movie. I thought, you know, I love Jennifer Aniston. Uh, but eh, whatever. In that movie, she wasn't good. Uh, the, 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 the hunk with the nice hair, he wasn't good either. Dude from Pee Wee's Playhouse that wants his bike. That tries to steal. Not Playhouse, I'm sorry. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Mm-hmm. That wants Pee Wee's bike. Ozzy, right? Ozzy. Ozzy. Yeah. 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 that motherfucker. Yeah. He's so, got that creepy face yeah. I've seen before. Yeah. And I'm like, where have I seen him before? And it's, you know, not at Michael uh, Jackson's Neverland <laughs> Ranch. <laughs> I was thinking about it, and I'm like, where have I seen that creepy face before? Now it makes sense. Yeah, Pee Wee Herman. There's one other there's small... One of that bicycle. 
There's one other small role he played for like maybe 10 seconds. Remember League of Their Own? Oh, that's right. He played it. He yeah. played the little the little kid, which was very iconic throughout no. the movie. He played the older version. The older version. The right. older version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At, at the I was going to say, he's too old to play the little yeah, kid. No, but no. Yeah, you're right, you're right. But, but he they totally come back fits. to the Hall of Fame. Yep. Yep. Yeah, right, right. I thought Doug was going to go to like a, you know, one of those like uh, dream sequences. Like, you guys remember when he played this part? No, Doug, that sounds like a very bad <laughs> sexual fantasy of yours. <laughs> yeah. Think of Their Own is a great movie. It is a great, it it's is. a great movie. It's a great movie. Great movie. Uh, you got Madonna, Rosie O'Donnell. So his name was actually Francis in Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Francis. Francis. That little fucker, and he tried to take. And he bike. tried to take yeah. his bike. And anyway, so th- that was like basically uh, like Warwick Davis was Save a Grace. The rest was pretty much shit, in my opinion. Okay. I didn't think it was very good. Okay. Lauren. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I I think I had a different perspective on it. It's interesting, Doug, that you said it was supposed to be a horror movie because I read that um, the, the movie actually was supposed to be comedy, and um, they tried to. They tried to, like, I think at that time in the 90s, they tried to go with, like, the craze of, like, the gremlins and goonies kind of thing, and they tried to go in that direction, and then they ended up trying to stick to some sort of horror, um, you know, who doesn't love Jennifer Aniston? She was great at that time. I think she is somewhat embarrassed of this movie, though. I think I, she I, likes it, and she I, doesn't want to tell anybody it's I her guilty she, pleasure. I, I mean, I think she is somewhat embarrassed of this part, but... Um, Overall, I didn't mind the movie. I thought it was more of a satire um, than anything. And as long as you take it as a satire and you watch it as such, you you kind of can you kind of can laugh and enjoy it and 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 kind of have that little bit of um, just fun as you're watching it. Um, and it, I mean, it is kind of typical of like growing up. You know, she's she's a young girl that comes. She's you know stuck with her dad in this like dusty house and finds a saving grace in this hunky guy that's there to, to paint the house. Really nice hair, too. He's gray hair. Great, great so, hair. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And then she figures out, obviously, it becomes a nightmare. But, you know, and you, you got you to gotta love her her uh, attire. She had these, like, 90 shorts on with, like, these patches on. Yeah, she looked good. Yeah, I mean, she kind of rocked it, just saying. Um, I probably would wear them, but not now. Maybe 1993. Um, and and, and yeah. real quick, uh, Lolo, that's what yeah. I was getting at. I think the satire element... Uh, at the time when I watched it originally, like I didn't get, you right. know, because I was 13 years old. I didn't right. understand it. And I thought, you know, whatever. I thought it was funny and stuff. Right. But maybe watch it as an adult. I think that like kind of yeah. well, went away They, they for kind me. of like, so I mean. Because I, I expected so much more. So I grew up in the 90s. So I kind of understand that like, you know, funny, like little cartoony type character. I that's like too, driving yeah. around in a crazy ass like. One of those. Oh, and that's another thing. Mega wheels. And then, you know, he's like, he's running through the fence. You can see his entire body, um, you know, outline of running through the fence. So there's, <laughs> it's, there's just some funny parts where you're like, okay, I get where you were going with it. Um, some of it is kind of ridiculous, but I think that, you know, in general, they do a good job of trying to pull together the, you know, the woman part, the young, the young boy, and then you have the hunky guy that's kind of like you know atypical, and you're just like okay, and um, you know the dad is kind of excluded from it, which I thought was also yeah. Interesting. After you get so, bit, after he gets bit, yeah, he's, he's gone. Kind of gone. He gets bit by the leprechaun, yeah, hiding in the tree or whatever. So yep. and then he's like gone. They go to the hospital, and he's like out and for the he's morning, out of the character, which I, which I kind of wish like he turned into a leprechaun, right? Or something, but like I think zombie. that's where they were trying to go with it. Like they want to, you know, like they were navigating some sort of just like adventure that they had. So yeah, go ahead. I just, can I say one quick thing? You brought up like the kind of cartoon aspect. Yeah. It's funny because um, Mark Jones in the 70s 
uh, wrote for Scooby Doo, Popeye, Heathcliff, Mister Magoo, uh, wow, that's, Elf. That's interesting. Yeah. Wow. Um, then he wrote yeah. for like the eighteen, the actual show. So he yeah. kind of has that like I think that cartoon kind of mind. That's yeah. why you see like going through the fence and like the yeah. silhouette of the leprechaun kind of it's reminiscent yeah. yeah so well the other thing i read too which was interesting was they tried to get like the lucky they were going to do lucky charms mm-hmm. like in one of the scenes and um yeah, they, had I, they had to change it because they found out it was actually a quote-unquote horror movie but i think it was again i don't think it was actually horror i think they tried to be like more of like a satirical like horror comedy like it wasn't even i don't even know if it's really genre it's definitely a hard car general mills was really upset because they gave them permission yeah they saw the final cut and then they said they revoked their permission so there's the big scene at the end where he's like fuck you lucky charms yeah Yeah. originally i remember that originally originally you're supposed to say your luck just ran out but they kind of gave a little fuck you to general mills and lucky charms which i thought was pretty good actually you know that's cool man kind of stuck it to him you know for yeah Fuck me, I'll fuck you kind of thing. So for me, uh, like watching a lot of um, like the discrepancies, you know, like, uh, you know, like little things I noticed. Maybe I wouldn't have noticed when I was younger, but I noticed it now. Like yeah. I noticed when he got shot, like he had green blood. But then when he lost his hand, he had red blood. Like, like how do you have two different shades of blood? That's interesting, too. Yeah, did you notice that at all? Like, I noticed stupid shit like that all the time. it's funny you bring that up, too, because it's like, you know, I was also looking at, like, the lore of leprechauns, and I studied abroad in Ireland, too, so I'm always kind of interested in this stuff. And um, it also stated that in the past, you know, they actually wore red to indicate leprechauns rather than green. And it's funny, because when I was in Ireland on, like, their St. Paddy's Day, you would think that everything is literally green, but it's not. It is, like orange and orange signifies independence in ireland so there's like a ton of different things there but i mean we were like these stupid americans that show up we're all like have clovers and we look like idiots american swine they're all All like oh yeah this is like our independence day so um it is kind of interesting how you know american perception of things can be totally different so yeah yeah, and another thing I really liked about the movie, like the one thing I loved, like I thought was the best part, is like the the modes of transportation. Oh, uh, yeah. like he had like the uh, like the tricycle and then, like, yeah, the little that. car, and then all of a yeah. sudden he had a pogo stick. The, the power oh, wheel that knocks the, the truck over. Death. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> it was. That it was literally cool. Literally, was the most epic death I think that entire movie. Oh, I think they, so too. That they do that. Yeah, I agree. So, do I need to rate this? I would say honestly, it's about a three five, three point five for me. And I didn't hold on real quick. I didn't rate mine. I would say like a two out of five. And the only reason it gets a two because it's nostalgia. I liked how they ended it. I like how they they came up with the whole line of the story was, you know, Leprechaun doesn't like clovers. You know, in the beginning we see that the the clover is on the box, keeps them in there for X amount of years. They break the seal. They have to find out that there's a clover patch, and they have to um, whatever. They have to use a um, slingshot to shoot a clover down his throat, and he falls down into the well. I think that was like a clever design of how they wanted to play it out with the whole tie into uh, like Irish lore, because Irish lore is like, well, if you find a four leaf clover, you're lucky. But they played it off as Here's this evil, decrepit leprechaun trying to get his gold, killing people. And if you find a four-leaf clover, you gotta somehow connect it to him in order to kill him. So I think that was a cool play on folklore. Other than that, I mean, I thought it was very comical. And that's it. I think it was comical horror. So what's your rating? I'd say a 3.5. 
I can't, give, I can't give it any more than that. Look, yeah. I just want to mention one thing before we move on. I know we're, we're about to move on to the next movie, but uh, I, I can't believe not one person mentioned the shoes. Oh, that, I was, oh, I was getting to that. Awesome. that. That's a big part How of the movie. How he always stops and cleans the shoes. Oh, right. Oh, if you throw yeah. a shoe at him, like he literally has to clean it. Stop that's like a way to, like, he literally stops everything to clean it. And that's comical. Right. Yeah, yeah that's what I, I thought was hilarious. It's like, that was my literal like favorite part of the movie. Uh, thought, yeah, that part was really. It was the. Funniest it's, it's like a, part. it's like adorable and scary at the same time. It's right. like it's almost yeah. like your personal you know, like. I was gonna mention it, but Kevin got all bitchy about not having his turn. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so it is what it is. But, but no, literally that part like had me like in like, uh, what, what's that term? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, I was laughing. Oh, yeah, belly aching. Yeah, in stitches. In stitches. That's what it is. In stitches. Yeah, I actually had that in my notes, too. It's just, it's just funny. Yeah, it's just like, because all of a sudden he's like, that's how they escape. Like, right. They just so distracted. It's like, oh, who throws good shoes? Yeah, yeah. It's It's like, you can't not pick him up and clean. It's like an addict trying to get his shoes. With that cute little bum, he's like running in the background, like, oh, I gotta pick up the shoes. He's like, he's so, he's adorable, but he's a murderer. It's like, yeah, you don't know how to feel. Um, so two quick things. Um, uh, the budget was one million. They actually grossed eight point six million in the U.S. Yeah. alone, so it did okay. Um, obviously, there's five sequel sequels. Sequels. Uh, sequels. He found his damn gold, the bastard. He just wanted his gold the entire movie, and he found it. All right, and we are going to talk about the sequel to Leprechaun nineteen ninety three, which takes place twenty five years after the original. This is Leprechaun Returns, uh, which was released in December of 2018. So, quick synopsis on the movie. 25 years ago, a young woman and her friend stopped an evil leprechaun by shoveling a four-leaf clover in its mouth and watching watching its body melt and fall into a well in North Dakota. What happened to his pot of gold is anyone's guess. Today, the property is run by an AU sorority house of a premier eco-science college. A group of students decide to spend their sorority house uh, summer vacation turning the house into a perfect green living uh, abode. And it's about to get challenging. Without the depraved leprechaun, their unwittingly revived said creature. All right. Now he's back and he's determined to get his pot of gold by teaching these ladies a lesson unwittingly. Uh, that's pretty much it. Well, there's nothing else to it. There's not, yeah, there's not a whole lot of a, a different plot than the first yeah, one. Yeah, he comes back, he's at the same house, he's in the well where he ended in the first one. Yeah, except it's all college girls now. No, yeah. it's all He's a little years. more bloodthirsty, I think, in this one. Oh, he's well, definitely yeah, in the box for 25 years. Yeah, yeah. 25 on. years later, we updated the bloodthirst. The leprechaun's out for the revenge. Which we should have, because 25 years after the original, it's it should be a little more bloody than it was in the early 90s. Apparently. I agree. But uh, I think what, uh, it's cool, they tried to bring back uh, like the Jennifer Aniston arc with the whole uh, Tori Redding, which was her actual character name uh jennifer aniston's and uh her daughter now is involved mm-hmm. and it's whatever uh what i liked about it though that the my favorite part of the whole movie was they went uh when she pulled into the bus they she called you know ozzy's there 
which is cool. He comes back, Francis, you know, like big yep, connected Pee-wee, character, yeah. which is cool. His ear is still messed up. He yep. got a bit off in the original. Yeah. Which is cool. I think that stuff's good. Uh, it's funny though. He's like a paint guy, but then she calls, goes, she's freaked out by him. He's like, offers her a free ride. And she freaked out, but then she calls a cab and it goes to his phone. <laughs> so she accepts the ride. I like that. Yeah. And you have to got be like a weirdo and stuff. But I mean, like, I love the start of the movie. I think mm-hmm. it's fantastic. Uh, kind of dropped off the table a little bit when the leprechaun comes back to life. Well, I think it's good that they actually connected from the gold that Ozzy swallowed in the first right. movie. They actually connected that back. And that's how they like, he, it's like the leprechaun like exploded from his stomach from, you know, coming up from the yeah. well. And that's how they connected the movies, which I thought was great because they actually, you can tell they clearly put thought into that, that they wanted to connect both of the movies. No, that's absolutely truth. But I mean, I don't understand. Like he got sprayed by water and all of a sudden the leprechaun was inside of him. <laughs> like, well, like well, the leprechaun, I mean, they can shrink, Like help right? me out, so, help me out. So, I mean, maybe like a part of his body, right? Because they always say, you know, the, maybe the theory was... You know, a piece oh. of his body was in the water. Oh, the leprechaun molecule. Ooh. Well, and I, I, you know what? Who knows? We or, probably didn't even yeah. we didn't explain that well. The whole point was in the first movie, the leprechaun wants to count all hundred oh, pieces right. of That's gold. True. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. We he couldn't count all hundred pieces of gold because Ozzy, um, the guy who I thought again was possibly slow but he's I, I don't know we don't, we don't he, really know they never explain it no he's slow they explain it slow or simple minded whatever yeah, he's they're, slow and they're kind of like that's why they kind of um, they're trying to buy him a new like, brain yeah they, yeah, they, they, they keep telling him he wants to buy him a new brain that's what which we didn't talk about but that's so the whole goal of the he gold he swallows yeah. a piece of gold and the leprechaun counts 99 pieces realizes that he doesn't have all of it in order for him to just take off and disappear so you know Instead of them, instead of him getting it out of Ozzy, uh, the kid ends up shooting a four-leaf clover down his throat. Goes into the well. Now we're twenty-five years later. Um, all is well between the original four characters. Ozzy obviously still has that piece of gold in him somehow. He never shit it out. I guess. <laughs> Apparently, that yeah. must have been yeah. a really over, hard over piece of gold. It's a very hard twenty-five Dude, years. Four movies like, defy any kind of like uh, logic. Twenty-five years. Yeah. That would have been out in twenty-three hours. That wouldn't have been. Yeah, we would have shitting pancakes in like five years. Exactly. So I mean, anyway, so Ozzy, you know, here we are, twenty-five years later, and the gold piece is obviously the link to the leprechaun being able to get inside of Ozzy, grab that piece of uh, 100 gold coins, and get out. But now he's even more bloodthirsty and has more um, thoughts of revenge because he's been down there. But he doesn't know that he's dealing with, you know, modern millennial, supposed eco-friendly... Um, Ocasio Cortez's of the oh, world. Oh, there's so much millennial <laughs> in this movie. It's amazing. Lost. It, it's. I mean, Lost they, they clearly they clearly wanted to make a satire jab at millennials. In yeah, this movie. and I can totally appreciate that because I think we all know that our country is somewhat going on that direction and almost trying to be a little bit satirical. You know, the fact of um, like. They made a jab about Priuses at the end. Like, that was 
the car of the future. Remember that? And then well, is um, that car of the future? They, you know, there was shite or there something was, like there that. Was, yeah. There was drones in this. Like a drone was he like he rode a drone. Yeah, a drone. he, he got rode on a drone. the drone God again, like kind of referencing the like different uh, vehicles, right? In the first movie, and now in this movie, it was just like, that's oh, kind of a little Easter egg, which I did I, enjoy. I thought that was great. They tried to connect it, and they actually added a drone, which was kind of comical. And then there's like this film geek who ends up. Like being a martyr, which was which was funny because he died like five seconds after that. He did, um, yeah. Right? You think it's gonna be this, you ladies? Yeah. So the male character who's supposed to normally be the savior, yeah, ends up getting fucking killed. Yeah. Can I just say one thing that's like, um, just. Doug just, has his hands up, by the way, for those of you who can't see Doug's uh, every gestures. Time. Every time, yeah. <laughs> every I'm going back to I'm going I'm going back to fifth or sixth grade. I'm I'm just so used to getting talked yes. over or forgotten about. Doug, over here. do you have something to say? That that that's that scene with the drone when he gets his head cut off, and they show his head like ten minutes later, and somehow it's still squirting blood. Yeah. Um, as if. There was a heart beating the blood out, but it's like if it was his head, like a headless torso beating the blood, yeah. maybe. But it's like the head still pumping yeah. blood somehow. Yeah, I know. There's no blood. I, I know it's for. Yeah. I know. I know it's for effect, but I'm like, it's just like when, like Marco said. I think he made a point. Like that makes sense. When you start overthinking some of this stuff, it's like, but you can't. It's like you can take it for what it is. I mean, every time we decapitate people outside of this podcast, I mean, I never see. We never see blood. No, it squirts from the, the the body half, but not the not voice. the head half. That's the difference. Well, I, I, I so I I really like from a millennial side that they really thought about their reactions, right? So like he shows up in a scene and like this girl's like sitting there trying to take a selfie with him. Like, I mean, it, yeah. I mean that's You're... awesome because it really is. Like, a millennial would probably, like, or, or he was, I think he was out in the woods and he's just like, oh, hey, man, what's up? And it, you're, you're just, you don't really, like, think about it as, you know, some crazy ass, you know, psychopath in the woods. And I think this is just what happens. And, and they actually, like, tried to take selfies with him, which I thought and was And he tells them. So, yeah, I'm cool with you now, but I still promise you I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And they're like... Oh, that's cool. Here, let's take a selfie and from my, my social yeah, media Yeah, it happened a couple and, times. And that was my big problem with the movie. Like, I really think, like, there wasn't, like, I understand it's supposed to be comedic, and I know they're throwing jabs at the generation or whatever, but... Or, like, the solar panels kill him. Correct, The solar correct, panels yeah. literally sliced that dude in half. I thought it was hilarious, but, I'm like, what? No, and that was actually, I actually have it in my notes. I think yeah. that's one of the best deaths in the movie. Yeah. But it's a rip-off. That's the only problem. For more, all right. I'm looking at. Here's what we're gonna do. Thirteen. We're gonna go around the room. Okay. And that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna, everyone's gonna give their opinion because we obviously all saw. The, yeah, it's the like we all saw the same movie, but we all definitely had different opinions. We for all saw the reason. same movie, but we all saw it through different eyes. Absolutely, that's the truth. That's it. So why don't you give us your take on it with those Douglas. wavy locks of love? You leave those wavy locks of love alone. <laughs> um, dude, he's wearing a shirt that says "Malevolent Creation." Fucking it has a dude. little dab of green glitter on the blue. It's face. green. I thought it was fucking gold. No, it's green. That's even sexier. It's a very appropriate, actually. <laughs> very um, death metal today. Yeah, <laughs> death metal doggy poo, as was I was once called. Uh, I. All right. Um, I do. I'm gonna go with a couple of the positive points. I do like how they brought Ozzy back. Um, I love the paint truck. Like it's like it's twenty five years later and he hasn't changed. And like, it's like the same truck. The same truck, yeah. yeah. 
And I, I was kind of hoping for like uh, um, I don't know what that that stud name was what, from the first or the yeah, kid. I from, forget his name. I just wished it, but uh, I was at least glad they brought Ozzy back because he was. They couldn't of, find Jim Carrey. He was too old to come back <laughs> <laughs> to revise his role. Um, I swear to God, I thought that was. I was like. It's a young Jim Carrey. No, yeah. that's a young Jim Carrey. I don't, I don't agree either. <laughs> I, I, I Maybe the hair. I can see it, yeah. Goofy, long um, But, anywho, um, yeah, Ozzy, God bless him for being in the movie, but he's... Jim Carrey. Yeah, poor, poor Jim Carrey. But, yeah, Ozzy, God bless him for being in the movie. He definitely aged terribly. But, but that's, he, was, he was not a good-looking man from the begin with. And that's just because they had such like a good-looking cast, and it was like Ozzy. Twenty-five but, years earlier, yeah. twenty-five years later. He'll never not be Francis. To yeah, me. yeah. yeah always he'll always be Francis. I like. I can't even call him Ozzy. It's unfortunate, um, but anyway. So, um, the one thing I can can I just say one thing? Can we all agree on this? That uh, if you were to smell the leprechaun, I'm like ninety-nine point nine percent sure he would smell like a nutsack. Just by the way oh, he looks, yeah. like yeah. a six hundred year yeah. old man. And I think that was like one of the better parts. I think honestly, like the look of him was a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I'll get in my own thing. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Finish so, the shit. Me and Margaret yeah, talked about this yeah. earlier. Like at first, like the voice kind of threw me off compared to Warwick, but right. then it grew on me throughout the mu- movie. Right. That's the truth. And then I yeah. watched the I whole. I hated mo- him at first. I watched the whole movie, and I'm like, all right, that was bearable. It was terrible, but it was bearable. But then, like, the next day, I'm like, you know what? Actually, it, it kind of grew on me, like, over that. It always takes me, like, a day to really, like, yeah. you know, sleep yeah. on it kind of thing. Um, I mean, there was definitely a couple good catchphrases. Um, if you're looking for, like, um, Academy Award winning acting, you're looking in the wrong place. Oh, terrible, man. <laughs> um, there's this a few... might be more of a raspberry. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. definitely a raspberry. There, there's a few rip-off deaths. I know, like, the, the solar panel scene... Um, um, was kind of very, very reminiscent of uh, Thirteen Ghosts. I don't know if you guys remember that. I remember. Oh, the glass panels. Yes. Um, so oh. it's that there was. Um, I get it. Yeah. But but in the same scene, like, do you remember right after that scene where the guy got split in half by the solar panel? Yeah. So, and then all of a sudden they're like, "Hey, we need a plan." It's like th- there was no emotion. There was so no I acting. I think the I don't know if it's the director, the producer of this movie was really into prosthetics. Like that was actually things. So I think that might be why there was more prosthetics in this movie. Yeah, but he's saying there was no emotion in the scene. Right. Like, oh, that's what you're saying. He gets split in half and the girl's like, Oh my god, that's awful! Yeah, look. So I'm never sitting with him again. And I, and like, I, I wanted to say this a scene. few minutes ago, but dude, there was like absolutely no show of fear on anybody's face. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's and no it emotion. it was fucking terrible. There, and, and that's the thing. I know we was supposed to have fun, right. but whatever. It was just, it was disgraceful to me. Yeah. There were a few good kind of catchphrases. I love uh, how they rebrought or, or uh, toss pot. Being like a kind of like a, I like, like that toss pot, like a, a a wino or like a a liker of booze. Um, I, I she's like, oh, a fellow toss pot. You know, there was a couple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that yeah, that, that was I, I mean I remember like wino and toss pot was kind of young like a young like back in the nineties. I remember hearing you know, but I'm kind of glad they brought that back. There was a few things like oh, a walkman with a camera, like you know, with a, a walkman with a camera in it, and like oh, what's a walkman? You what's know, walkman? and that was kind of yeah. playing the whole millennial thing, and then. The thing that got me, it's like, maybe uh, the, um, the the toss pot, uh, after she sees and takes a selfie with the leprechaun, she tells, what what's the, um, Jennifer Aniston's daughter's name? I don't know. I know, I know you had said it earlier. Um, Tor- well, Tori Reddings with Jennifer is something Reddings. I can't remember. Allison, maybe? Maybe, yeah. But anyway, so. I can't remember. So, I didn't write it so the toss pot tells her, she's like, maybe we shouldn't take stock in the rantings of a crazy person. It's like, dude, you just took a selfie? With the fucking leprechaun in the kitchen. How can you, like, 
say her mother's crazy when you just took a you know what I mean like the, the, that yeah. and that's the shit like me and Margaret were saying we I, I definitely always read too much into yeah and I think I read too much into it's it it's like too. irony yeah. though but I think that's the point of like they were trying to highlight I think the shortfalls of millennials in their thinking so yeah no I, I agree makes sense. no I get it to an extent Don't. but for me maybe not understanding it so much I guess you know well so, I mean you I think you try to you want to analyze things you want to analyze movies and when they make a mistake you want to analyze it. right so I have one last teen little thing and then it's all you um I really I don't know if it was supposed to be like a like homage to or a reference to or just completely um or, or uh what's his name was completely oblivious to it but the whole like kind of army of darkness reference mm-hmm. when they think they blow him up they put the the juice in him and pull uh, pump him full of the um, clover juice right right, and right blow right, him right. up and all of a sudden there's there's 27 little, ones, little yeah, yeah. Awesome. um which was which is my favorite part which, yeah. yeah same here because yeah. it was very it was very army of yeah. darkness very, it, was. it was like army of darkness and like terminator 2 with t1000 and it was just um I don't know if that was like on purpose or if it was kind of like intent unintentional, but I did enjoy that part. What did you think about the fact that they didn't have a girl who is super physically fit playing the part of his elite actress? You noticed that, right? She obviously wasn't. <laughs> they purposely was picked a an so, actress who wasn't like. So I think fit. so. I think the point was they didn't want this this if they wanted a girl next door. They didn't, I actually like the fact that they didn't go super into her background because we didn't need to. We figured it out. There was enough of the Easter eggs with, you know, the mom, like, as the voice of the leprechaun trying to be a crazy, you know, manipulative fuck that you kind of just figured it out. You didn't need all that backstory. And honestly, like, that's, that's actually a good thing because sometimes movies, movies get so stuck in the backstory. I, I did see that there was kind of a uh, Easter egg that um, uh, Taylor Spritzer's character did have the same type of shoelaces that her mom had, and she also wore the same type of. Uh, uh, yeah, she she wore so Jennifer Aniston in the original movie, obviously in the early '90s, uh, multicolored shoelaces were in style, and so she wore multicolored shoelaces in honor of her mom. To kind of like mix it up now, and she also wore um, what the hell are those called? I don't even um, sus- not suspenders. What the fuck am I thinking of? Um, what the weird shorts? No, no. What, what do you call those uh, overalls or oh. something? Yeah. Over. She wore overalls. I'm pretty sure she did. I, I thought they were just like really weird shorts. That so like, news, so in general, I actually really did um, appreciate the nods to women in this movie because I think there was a lot of that, like. There was a there was a push of trying to make, you know, women appear like as the sorority of the house. You know, they tried to take care of everything. They tried to fix everything. Um, you know, there was this like eco like green agenda to try and push that, which I understand from a millennial standpoint is important. And I think our, you know, our country is trying to push for more green. Um, you know, aspects of our, our, our society, but, you know, it, it, it seemed kind of forced. I'm not going to lie. It did. It seemed a little forced. Um, and I, I think that, you know, in general, they tried to push it a little bit too far on that side. Um, you know, women trying to take charge and, um, you know, the men, the men, the martyr, like, of, like the film guy, he died first. 
um, which I thought was interesting. The only, guy, the only people who died were dudes, and they were too yeah, dumbasses. Yeah, you know, again, they... They I were think fucking I'm, dumb. Can I just say one thing? Yeah. But even though the women were, like, the empowered ones in the movie, they still made them out just be... Seemed to be very dull, or like they were smart but very like oh yeah. I'm not they, were dumb, they were they were stereotypical dumb college. Yeah, they're like yeah, so they're they're smart but they're like but they, oh but they I'm not gonna have sex with you again. Well, no shit, we just got fucking so, split. So but they were somehow obviously smarter than the men. Yeah, and then you know they tried to like fool him by putting the tampons like as a big um, that was cool. I will bottom, I will I did the bottom like of the iron pot. They like, I thought that was kind of took funny. all of the gold because they realized so they went all the fucking tampons. So they went and they found out that the gold at the bottom like in the in the truck was like they used the gold for something else so they decided to take a bunch of tampons and like like make it uh prop, so it, up. That, prop it up that was perfect other than that like hey let's you know kill off the guys immediately um so that we can show you that this is kind of a feminist movie what one was definitely like male chauvinistic pig but the other one was a little bit more like humble, the, the martyr one. But I just want to say that you touched on everything. I just want to say a couple things. I really like the Crocs reference. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Crocs. I thought that was fantastic. When he was cleaning all the shoes and then the Crocs was like, I forget what he says exactly, but it's like, oh, it's a piece of shit shoe and he kind of throws it's it It's something like the future, too. Like, is this yeah, like yeah. a future? And, and that was a lot of thick, a throwback. I like the nod. I almost felt like it was a nod to the sixth sense because she's seen dead people. Like she saw Oz. Oh yeah, Oz. yeah. Oh, I didn't, yeah. yeah. And I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. She yeah. constantly was talking to Oz and why he was, was dead. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't I see the connection. Yeah. Like I thought that that, that makes well, sense. Well, the only reason I say that is because on Netflix the other night I literally watched Six Sense. That's so a good one. It kind of connected and I to me. The whole time said the reason why Ozzy was in the movie is because they gave him a budget and he they kept, they had to keep adding his fucking ass in the movie. I thought it was pointless that he kept showing up with his guts hanging out. Right. And another thing is the iron thing, right? So she had a necklace that fought off the leprechaun because of iron because her mom gave it to her. But in the first movie, there was absolutely no reference to iron. Yeah. You know? Go ahead. There's just one little, like, plot hole, wormhole that kind of drove me crazy. Like, what are the odds that she's going to school to where her mom went and, you know, there was this, like... Very dramatic thing that happened in her childhood, but she's gonna go there anyway. Right. Go to school there, which I thought was to be. fucked up too. Yeah. It was a little bit of a stretch, but anyway, yeah. that that's. But the iron thing threw me off. Like, like, how did her mother know to use iron to fight off the leprechaun? You know, it, it just kind of threw me off. And another thing that I love. This is my absolute favorite thing, and this is my like actually my most like thing that I'm excited about talking about is has any of you ever seen the Alabama leprechaun? video youtube it went viral like years ago alabama leprechaun we can watch it after oh, wait is this like the weird ass like sketchy picture right yeah, yeah. oh yes yeah, yeah. so it, like, it was a real saw, newscast i saw the leprechaun in the wood yeah so didn't that guy look like, breaking, it's in he the looked like breaking bad though correct yeah he did he did he, did. Yeah. he looked like uh, heisenberg yeah heisenberg. Heisenberg. It, it was like a broadcast like a news broadcast it was it was a legit broadcast so in the movie right when uh, the second girl sees the leprechaun, like the, the drunk one, the one that's like constantly drinking. The toss pot? Yeah, the toss pot. And she comes out, oh, there's a leprechaun in there. And then the other girl says, it could be a crackhead who got a hold of the wrong stuff. Uh, that's a line from the YouTube video. Uh, now, if you watch the actual YouTube video, 
Which I, I we will watch it directly after we film this thing or whatever record this thing. <laughs> we'll even put a link on the page if you're. No, okay. seriously, put a link on the page. Yeah, I mean, I think that's such a great idea. But that Alabama Leprechaun reference was my absolute favorite part of the movie. I never made that reference. Yeah. I, hold the wrong I know, I wouldn't know that's in the news because I've seen that video like a thousand. times. The newscaster so. turns around and he's like, and he he's not cracking up. He's like, I actually think it's she, but I think yeah, but I will call this out too. In the movie, there's another major fuck up. She puts, uh, the daughter puts the necklace that her mom gave her with the iron piece of gold on the leprechaun. And within five or ten minutes after he's, whatever, convulsing and having a fit and yada yada, and they think they have him, she has it back around her neck. Right. Oh, so it's like continuity? continuity. Yeah, Yeah, continuity issue, yeah. Another thing I I really enjoyed... I really enjoyed. I'm like, how the fuck does she have it back around her neck when she put it on him? And it's supposed to be, he's supposed to be like convulsing and it's burning him and yada yada. She's got it back around her neck. I didn't see. I didn't even notice. And another thing I really enjoyed, he lost his eye in this movie too, which he lost in the first one. Oh. He took an eye in each movie and put it back in. Yeah. So I thought that was cool for a little throwback to the first movie. A little throwback to the first one. Uh, Aside from that, I thought the movie was junk. <laughs> I thought it was terrible. If I had to rate it, I would rate it literally uh, like half star. What, what did we like, that bad? Yeah, no, really? You, you think it was that bad? Uh, yeah, I thought it was bad. Um, I thought it was really cheesy, and I understand like all the you know references to the millennials and all that. I get it. I understand what it's trying to. Accomplish. I like the tech kills. All the tech kills were all relevant today. I will say no. This I get like, that, man. But like, I thought like the dialogue was complete shit. No, that's. That was one of my beefs. It's like yeah, they took it like was bad. They're man. like, hey, like we're I, gonna... I will say this: the kills were better than the first, the first movie. Oh, I agree, but the thing was because they were with... all like eco-friendly tech right, kills, and right, it was funny right. as fuck. Yeah, like yeah, you had the even, like, drone the spring- kill, the sprinkler. Remember that guy? The sprinkler, sprinkler kill. Yeah. Ooh, the sprinkler his line about he was like the sprinkler kill. The, the every kill and every line that the Dude, leprechaun you're... had was awesome. Yeah, because all right, all right. The sprinkler is all upgraded to like a one and a half. The sprinkler kill, the, the um, that's as far as I the go. compost basket kill, yeah, the, um, uh, the the solar, the solar panel kill, kill. Yeah. the drone kill. So they're all kill. very. It was all a nod to millennials. Yeah, millennial technological advancement. No, Bad no, acting right. aside, that well, now what if the acting was better? Would you feel a little bit stronger about it? No, if there was a better joke, the dialogue was yeah. fucking. Awesome. It's almost like they took like a, like if, a room if, of eighth graders and like, hey, we have a a, 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 um, a script make. Give us your best jokes as eighth graders. I'll, I'll be honest, put, between the Leprechaun and it. I hate to say it, I love Warwick Davis, but I think this guy did a better Leprechaun than Warwick Davis. You see, well, I, from a like a makeup I standpoint, yes, I agree. Makeup standpoint, make point, all right, makeup. makeup. Yes. All right, no, so, I, I recant that. So I wasn't able to share this yet, but um, this actor's Surprise name one. was um, London Park. Uh, oh, sorry, is. Oh, he's not dead? No. Lolo, eh? No, I'm sorry, I didn't mean that. But his name is Lyndon Parco, and actually he was, he met, um, and I can't remember his name, I'm sorry, but the actor from... Vern Troyer. Vern Troyer from Mini-Me, right? He yep. was in Austin Powers. Austin Powers. And that was his mentor, and he discovered him. Oh, so that's that was really about. cool. Who, Mini-Me? Um, yeah, so this... What? This, so right. they have the same type of... Um, <laughs> Dwarfism. Dwarfism. Yeah. And um, he discovered um, Lyndon Parco, who ended up acting this movie. And I'll be honest, I, like, I actually checked out his Instagram. It's very much, um, it's pretty, like, 
normal. Like he. It's not that big. It's kind of small. No, I think he he loved this movie and this was his first really debut. So he played a lot um, of. Yeah, he he didn't really elf do much. Movies, Christmas movies. No, no, Lyndon Porco did not do much before this no? movie. No, this no, was I thought really no, uh, he was. He's been in. He's been he in a couple of Shutter. He's been yeah. in Shutter movies, so he's he's starting to do stuff now. He's getting into acting yeah. now, but he was discovered by, um, Vern Troyer. Vern right. Troyer was like, "Hey, look, dude, we have the same type of uh, dwarfism. Yeah. I'm gonna take you under my wing. I'm gonna make you famous because there's we need more people like us in in movies. Right. Basically, Vern Troyer was trying to promote, um, you know, what they had. He was basically trying to say like, "Hey." We're here and we can act and we can do these roles. Right. So he. So it's funny if you if you follow him on Instagram, you'll see he. You know he has a lot of like really fun pictures, just being normal. Yeah, like he's he's, not, he's super normal he, dude. So I think it took him. I want to say it took him. Didn't I say like two three hours in makeup to get yeah. into this role? But I think the makeup in general for this guy was a lot better. He really. No, that I can agree with. Yeah, twenty five like, years later, I think that the that I can agree better. with. Yeah, Warwick's a better actor. Though. Warwick is the shit. I mean, I do yeah. love Warwick. Way better. But, I, thought, Warwick but I felt like he still stuff. did a good job, though. No, like, I thought he did good. Porco did good. The it, thing is, Por- I I can tell Porco has a is it Porco? Yep. I, he has a lisp, and I can hear it in his character. Mm. Unfortunately, I can hear the lisp in his character. Yeah, he was like annoying to me for a little bit, like at the but beginning. But he did grow on me. He, he did grow he, on he, me. He grew on me. By the end, I liked him. But I know what you're saying. I do. If I could take Warwick's makeup, uh, no. If I could take Warwick's acting, acting right with with the makeup with Porco's makeup, right. would be put perfect. them together. But yeah. Warwick is like, I got a. Ki- Honestly, the truth is, Warwick's like, I got a kid. I don't want to act right now in horror until my kid's grown up. Right. We're, we're and then... Gonna, we're not going to get another goddamn I, Leprechaun movie for 20 years. Then. And another thing I noticed, how uh, perverted the the new, the, one, the, the new one is. Like, good. like a lot good. of really, like, perverted-ass yeah, yeah, jokes. Yeah. Did but, you notice that? But that was Lauren? good. No. And I think, and I you think keep good that, head. Really, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah man. Oh, head. tons. Yeah. Tons yeah. of really, like, she sexual... Really? Sexual, Dude. sexual jokes. I, and the I first think, one added a little bit. I think really, I actually missed that, maybe. When he licks, I, like, I really Jennifer Aniston's leg, he, like, licks it. Like, and the first one added a little oh, bit. Oh, well, he touched your leg. Like, I remember Right, that. but, like, the second one, literally, like, and I wish I wrote some of these jokes well, down. what they're saying is But now, it was literally, like, sexual but they like, have jokes to after imply. sexual jokes. Honestly, like, uh, like, I gave this a one and a half, I would say, honestly, because I, I couldn't really relate to it. I thought it was pretty cheesy. I mean, I, yeah, some of the deaths were cool, but overall, the dialogue just killed it for me. What do you guys rate it? You guys didn't rate it. I want to know what you rate it. I would give it a two and a half. I'm gonna give it a two and a half. I would have, I would have given it a solid. Actually, I would have rated it higher than the original if the acting was better. Right. Okay. What about so you, Douglas? Two and a half. Yeah. I would give it maybe a four out of ten. A four out of ten. So that's a two, <laughs> out, two out of five. Fucking. If you do math, nope, nope, yeah, nope. it's no, a two out of five. It's just the same thing. Yeah, same yeah, thing. yeah. But it's just right. Doug, Doug's fighting the whole five star system. Quote from Kevin five earlier: Five burn system. One out of ten people don't like the one out of five scale. What does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, what do you got? Um, what do you think? Do you have any actually additional thoughts on the movie? What's on your burn scale? The burn scale. So I mean. I have a, I have problems in general when you try to push push the old like you know feminine type like you know go green agenda. Even though I think they're both very important, I think 
you know, naturally our society should have those things fall into place, but I, I, I think this movie did a good job of trying to balance, and, and obviously they wanted to be, like, they wanted to not, like, do a nod to all of this, which I, which I respect, but I think in general I would probably go at somewhere around 2.5 to 3 out of 5, mm-hmm. just because I think it was a little bit forced, um, yeah. I liked the, great, I liked the fact they tried to pull in all elements, um, you know, the women, you know, tried to stand out, but I think in general, they probably could have done better on the plot, maybe, they, I think they could have, I think they could have made it, you know, they tried to pull in with the gold and the stomach in the beginning, and, you know, bring that all through, but I think it just got lost with some of the, you know, he got, like, bloodthirsty, which, I mean, you know, Kevin and I talked about this, it just felt really... Like, there wasn't much to go off of. And you're like, okay, wait, why is he so angry? Which yeah. I, I get why he's angry. I get it. Dude was in a fucking box for a while. But, like, it just seemed very weird. Went or in a, well, a box or a well. A well, yeah, the well. well but the yeah. box was the first movie that he had. Right. He, he but, went from being, like, angry about his pot of, yeah, I want my pot of gold to, all right, I'm in a well for 25 years, now I'm... I'm just bloodthirsty, and I don't really care about anything other than being bloodthirsty to then right. make me powerful to then get my gold. It just well, make and, sense. and the, so the other thing that really frustrated me too, which is like I like movies, I love movies. As long as something's tying in, I'm good with it. But the fact that Ozzy's ghost just kind of sh- kept showing up in Ram spots, it's I'm like this pointless. is kind of weird. Like she kept seeing I him see all weird and like like all so I see dead people was kind of strange and then the house blew up at the end when there was right. like no gas which was weird. yeah it, it, so it, it was it. like okay they're eco friendly but oh we're gonna blow up their house with like gas and you're like what just Look, happened so my, that part just kind of yeah. that part was kind of frustrating Lolo real quick this is my yeah. final thoughts on the movie I'm not gonna talk no more after this I literally saw uh, listen my last notes on the movie and you can all read it what does it say. The, the, the movie was fucking dumb. It all right? all right. There was so much dumb shit. And, and honestly, it was like a fucking 90-minute movie, but it felt like it was a four-hour movie. It was like a chore. Would you rather that or My Bloody Valentine? Oh, honestly, like the remake? Either I, I, or. No, no. Or? I'd rather watch the original My Bloody Valentine 50 times over. Okay. No. Yeah, no. Granted, yeah, the, the heavy Canadian stuff, but I would rather. But the remake, though. Heavy today, Titty? Huh? What'd you say? Heavy Canadian accent. Oh. oh I, yeah, I did a Canadian accent. I don't know. But honestly, I'd rather watch the original My Valley, Bloody Valentine over it. Uh, the remake, not so much. The remake was fucking hard. But um, but no, it was bad, man. It, it was not good. Uh, like I said, the first one, the only reason I even liked it was nostalgia. That's it. Yeah, yeah. And that's my final thoughts on the movie, man. I'm done. Like, I can't talk about this no more. <laughs> I'll be honest. You want to put it Yeah, I've said everything I got to say, so... All right, we're going to get into our middle segment of the podcast, and we're going to let Doug lead it off with his topic of the night. All right, so uh, a while back, um, there's a meme, um, a very kind of popular meme that's been interchanged throughout 100 different genres, topics, everything else. So it's a guy at like a Taco Bell or a Burger King or whatever. Um, like a fountain machine. Soda fountain. Like hitting, soda fountain yeah. hitting two things. Like, and there was like one that was like Kiss and King Diamond equals Ghost. And like, so this Kiss one. Kiss and Disney. Oh, is that what it was? Yeah, Kiss, Kiss and Disney. And Disney. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Um, and, and so this one here has, it depicts 
pretty much the big four on one side, Metallic, Megadeth, Slayer, and Anthrax. And on the right side, his other finger has Exodus, Testament, Overkill, and Dark Angel. And that kind of brought up the point of, like, if there were a, a, a big eight. Like not a, a big secondary four, four or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Not, a, not a big four, but a big the big eight of the original thrash. And, 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 and talking American, right? Well, that was, that's the criteria. It's like, I would say American. Because everybody's American. Yeah, they're all American. They all have had an album out between like eighty three and eighty five. Yeah. Obviously, no Canadian, no German, no. Well, except, except for Testament, though. Testament eighty seven. All right, that that is true, but that being said, I mean they're still very iconic and they kind of fit. Other than being a few years later, oh, the I second agree. wave, they still fit that criteria. But so Exodus, Testament, Overkill, and then Dark Angel, and I asked the Death boys. Angel. Death Angel. Not Dark Angel. You're right. Death Angel. Uh, so I asked the guys, I'm like, do you guys feel that Death Angel earns that eighth spot? And I, I have mixed, we all have kind of mixed um, opinions on this, and that's why I thought it might be a good topic. Um, I, I know we all feel differently, but but given the criteria, I think I, I think this could be a good topic discussion. So. Do you want to... Yeah, I'll lead. Uh, like, so I think Death Angel could definitely be involved. I mean, I think the album, The Ultraviolence alone, uh, puts them in there. Like, I really do. Like, I think that album's one of the greatest thrash records ever made. I do agree they fall off a little bit on um, Frolic Through the Park. Mm-hmm. But I love Act 3 as being a very different record. And it's funny because it's... Not necessarily it's... a thrash record. Yeah, see, so that's a... I think of... Uh, uh... You're an era of your... I'm not an era, but you're, you're a product of your time. Maybe. And I'm a little older than you, so maybe yeah. that, that, that might Those be years it. might... Because I remember getting into it, I'm like, this is good. But yeah. I'm like, it's not like in your face like I was going to expect from a, a second or third album like a lot of the other bands on this list put out. You and know? It, it, it's not. But like for me, I think like I think those albums, those two records, and part of Frolic, maybe earned them that spot. Uh, but what I think kind of earns them that spot is their more recent stuff. I think like they they literally since like Relentless Retribution or uh, they even have one album before that I can't place. But they've literally been releasing like these thrashy ass fucking albums. Well, that being said, how come like Agent Steel wouldn't fit that criteria? I just think Agent Steel didn't have any popularity, man. And, and don't get but, me wrong, but I, I think they fit the criteria. They fit the t- criteria, but, oh, but it's all about popularity right. after that. And, and Death Angel is way like way more popular than Agent Steel, unfortunately. Unfortunately, I think Agent Steel deserves more recognition as far as like Whiplash. I think deserves more recognition. Oh, fucking Whiplash. Uh, there's so many bands I feel deserve more recognition, but like I think Death Angel could take the spot. But I'm gonna tell you my personal pick for the spot is Dark Angel. Okay. I know I'm confusing with a couple of angels, but Dark Angel like through like Merciless Death. Or whatever, um, uh, darkness ascends. I should say, darkness. You know, ascends, and uh, yeah. we have arrived, and like leaf scars, and uh, time does not heal, uh, are fucking fantastic. I mean, those four records alone to me would gain that spot. Another band I have a penchant for. I don't want to name too many bands because I don't want to like get you guys all fucked up. But I think Nuclear Assault could also mm-hmm. be in that spot. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I don't know who to choose, but I'm gonna go a little Dark Angel because I think I personally like Dark Angel maybe slightly better. Even though Nuclear is just fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But those would be the two bands I would put ahead of the other bands. And um, 
Man, that's it. I mean, that's all really good. I mean, that that being said, do you feel that Exodus, Testament, and Overkill deserve are deserving it? of those? Oh yeah, man. Okay, they, because they still put out product. They still do their thing. Like, and that's another argument. Like when you talk about Agent Steel and Forbidden and like all these bands, they don't do shit. They don't. They don't make Dude, music no, no more. Agent Steel still. Holds oh no, up. no, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're right. For, you're forbidden. Right, you're right, you're right. I didn't Forbi- like. The, forbidden is yeah. the one I was talking. But you, Agent Steel, you are correct. I fucked up on that one. They they still hold up. Yeah. And that and all right. So yeah, I'll, I'll get Agent Steel doesn't even need to play anymore because they're technically also members of uh, Evil Dead. Is, is that, that true? I know one of them is a body count. They make guitar plays a body count. I, yes. Yeah, that yeah. I know. Is yeah. that kind of like like I get to pay the bills? So I'm gonna like. Agent of Steel hop on what but just so you uh, Kevin I don't know if you saw but Agent Steel actually the original singer came back so they're actually like gonna do stuff with the original singer yeah I mean this is pretty recent news yeah it's awesome yeah so uh, I'm gonna still be searching for those YouTube videos (laughs) still searching for the Masters of Metal Agents of Steel (sighs) but no like I said Dark Angel uh, Nuclear Assault for me but I would pick ultimately pick Dark Angel for me Kevin what do you got Ooh. All right, what you guys are naming off bands though that are in a? <laughs> I love how you get that. Well, oh, I'm fucking like... prepared with the meat on my, yeah, on my phone. Hey, eh? I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm drinking champagne too. Which, so which cup do you choose? Do you choose the Megadeth well, Metallica? Well, no, it's not. It's not about you don't have choosing. to choose. It's, it's just, just like the, the mixing. mixing. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the whole thing. Is it. the yeah. That's the whole point of the meme. Is like and and uh, we're gonna put up uh, this meme on our. Page, so you guys can see what we're talking about. Oh too, by the God, way. here's the thing, so this is the thing. Who who deserves? Do do you feel obviously the big four, but do you feel that Exodus, Testament, and Overkill deserve spots in the big eight? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Now, for for, for here's here's a, here's one reason why. Just because fucking Kirk Hammett. Okay, Kirk Hammett came from Exodus. Kirk Hammett helped write um, the first couple songs that Exodus had produced on their first record. So, I mean, the dude, uh, as much as I don't like him as a guitar player, yeah, but he did help influence some of Exodus's first record, right? Yeah. He did. Yeah. But, if we're being honest, I mean, regardless, you know, like, well, I shouldn't even get into Mustaine, because I could go for days. I mean, Mustaine influenced Metallica. We do like a four Yeah, we could do And he played in Slayer. So, basically... he technically played in Slayer, he helped... Teach Kerry King how to act. No, no, I'm sorry. Kerry King played in Megadeth. That's yeah, and he helped Kerry King how to play the rhythm guitar. He played Pantera as well. Who? Kerry King. He did? Yeah. You there, sure? Which there's is, a live album with Kerry King and, and Pantera. Really? I didn't know Which that. is all Kerry King can do is that we know he can't fucking play leads. He can only play the rhythm no. guitar. I want to bring up a... I, I, I want to start but a scene. Yes, I do. I do. Honestly, out of these bands, the only thing is I'm not a huge fan of Death Angel. Um... Out of these eight bands, I mean, for me, the, the tough part is I wish I could bring some international acts in here, but I can't. So for me, I would say, I mean, the other band on my list would probably be Defiance. After Which Testament. is a pretty obscure one. Yeah, they're obscure. <laughs> They, which they're a good band, but they're obscure. Not, they're, the, they're not, not the other shitty. I don't know what the fuck the punk band is. There's a there's a shit. Yeah, there's a punk, shit punk band Defiance, Defiance band. as well. Yeah, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the. It's also a band called High Defiance out of Boston. Yeah, which I'm is talking a about the, band, I'm yeah. talking about the technical thrash band Defiance. Uh, you know, the drummer was actually on that um, traveling um, musical Wicked, 
and and I know that one of the guitar players passed away and everything, but I mean, um, yeah. Other than that, I mean, I I I like they're they're basically like a more technical testament. They came out. I think their first record was in '89. Yeah, Project Society. Project Society. And then they had Travis, the... uh, not Travis Smith. Um, I'm thinking, what's his name? Repka. Repka. Yeah, Ed Ed Repka. Ed artwork. Repka. You know, did the whole thrash artwork. Um, that's that's a great album cover too. And I then mean, the, uh, and then the awesome. early nineties they had it was Void Terra Firma was second. Yeah, Void right? Terra Firma. Yeah. Um, and then they had the the third album with the um, Beyond Recognition. Beyond Recognition, yeah. But again, like with that, Steamroller and yeah, and and we love these bands. We've listened to these bands, but they're not like that. They're not well known. So obscure. So which is cool. Like I love that you bring it up a not well known band, so people like that listen could actually check it out. You know, which which I think is awesome. But they also had a, I don't want to say it, they kind of got into that weird uh, 90s thing where like, all right, we're not going to do thrash, we're going to have like some really weird kind Which of albums. Which is literally every thrash album. Every, and and every then they had like, they, they tried to do like the Return of Form in like 2006 or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it just, it didn't hit me the way that I thought it was going to. Yeah. What year did Death Angel's first album come 87, out? 87, I believe. Ultra I believe. Yeah. I think it was 87. It's so late. Man, that's but it's so not that late. But game. yeah, but, but no, so was it. Like he Testament? said, so was in Testament. Testament, the legacy is eighty seven. It is. It is. Eighty seven. However, later. I'm gonna say this. Like, okay, so if we're gonna go off of that, uh, I'm, I'm. The two bands that really stand out that could be taken off the list would be Testament and Death Angel. I think we all agree on that. No. Everyone. Else. Oh. No, no. I'm saying. As you far mean as for time? I'm, I'm talking about yeah, time of their first record. Yeah, yeah. I still don't agree. I think Testament's just too important. What do you, no, 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 I'm saying time of first record to be pulled off of this list. Uh, Death Angel and Testament have the old, the, the newest album. Yeah, they're more second. Eight. They're, out they're of the second list, wave. Yeah. Sure, out of sure. the list. Out of this yeah. list. Sure, out of that list. So yeah. what I'm trying to say is, okay, well, I mean, I'm thinking of, what about Flossum and Jetson? Was it 85? Yeah, but Testament's just a better band, man. More consistent. Like overall, the more consistent they put out, like really good work. I mean, oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I still want testament on this. Honestly, I just don't yeah. like Death Angel. Do, do, <laughs> Doomsday no. came out in '85 or '86. I would put no Flotsam, place came out. In... I would put Flotsam and Jetsam over Death Angel. I think. And the, no, that's fine. I mean, I think Death Angel is definitely like the uh, whoever created this was just not fucking thinking. I think they were just. No, but I think Death Angel. Down. You you guys aren't realizing the importance of Death Angel. I think the Ultra Violence is a really important record. Like, and I don't think you guys are recognizing how important that record yeah. actually is. But in the same breath, you're totally forgetting what Nuclear Assault and Dan Leichler and, and that whole clan Dude, did. Nuclear, no, Nuclear I'm not forgetting because that's why I brought them up. Yeah. Nuclear and that's why I said I would put them over Death Angel. Yeah. If you listen to what I said, that's I what I said. Don't get me wrong. I'm not shitting on the, I love. I fucking Look, love. The, the first show we ever went to together, Death Angel had played and you would tell and me they about Setless FM. You're and like, they killed it. Just so you know, it's going to be a good show, but they're not going to play yeah. fucking like... And and that was very iconic. But the thing when you when you you mentioned that I, I you know nuclear assault like what I said was Dark Angel and nuclear assault would be my like bands that are over them, you know. Uh, but the Ultraviolence is one of my favorite records. I just think they don't hold up as well afterwards, and I think that's the problem. That well, and, so it's, but it's, I do it's, like it's, their modern stuff more than I like a lot of people's modern stuff. Okay, you know, like that's why Death Angel will be you know could potentially be there. I see why it's there. Do, do I agree with that it should be there? In my own opinion? No. Because at all, it's all a matter of opinion. What do you think of New Death Angel? I love it. I think New Death Angel's really solid, man. Uh, they put out some of the best work. I mean, I think I could put I put it right up there with the Newer Testament. 
newer um, who else puts out good product these days? Overkill. You know, I think it's right there with those guys. I mean, I think you guys just have to give it a fucking chance. I know Douglas hasn't given it a fair shake. And I think I know that. I don't know about you, Kevin, but I know Doug hasn't. I'm probably too harried when I, I haven't have seen them live. I am live. You know, you just got to listen to it, man. Listen to <laughs> Relentless Retribution. It's a great record, man. All right. All right. I'll do my homework. I'll check it out. Yeah. But well, Doug, what's your pick? You haven't you haven't said what would you put in that eight spot? If I had to choose that, if I really had my way, where people would be like, "Oh, that totally makes sense," it would probably be fucking Whiplash. Yeah, of course, and that's another band I would love to fucking Dude, see up there. And I think three, they deserve a lot more recognition. Three solid albums that are super underrated, right? And then I, I like a lot of not they're not great after Insult to, uh, to Injury, yeah. But there's a lot of like good, good stuff, teams, and yeah. I like some albums. I like the lyrics, the vocals, and the albums. I like the guitars, like so. I think Whiplash would be a contender, but I understand that they're not as well known, and I understand that. Right, and but they, but in my opinion, I think they deserve to be more well known. And that's like, the I thing. Think, that's like, why they came out so early in the game too. They were eighty five. That's why every podcast I try to mention them at least once because yeah, yeah. I fucking you know me I'm, I'm a sucker for Whiplash. Yeah, me too. Uh, but how, did they have a different what am I wearing right now? Do they what? Do they have a different singer for each album? Uh, the I know first the two, first two. First two. The was first the same two were guy. Tony. Yeah. And then the third was some other guy. I forget his name now. I, I couldn't even was, tell you. It was like was. clear, but it was more... Was, more of the clean vocalist. It was almost like Onslaught. Like they had yeah, it was the first album. singer for two, and then album. the third singer was like uh, um, Steve Grimmett. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's yeah. like, it's apples and oranges when it comes to them, but it's still a great album, that third album overall, Insult Injury. Yeah. I, I, I would love to have Whiplash on that spot, but I think, I think just Nuclear Salt over their career were just more consistent. With three records. Three records. Game over. Yep. Survive. Yep. And fucking handle with care. Handle what, with what, care. what else? Uh, they had like the plague EP maybe. Game over. I I like like. Did I say that one? No, I, think I did. No. What did I say? You said the plague. I said game over. Survive. Yeah, but game over was like way late. All right. Well, uh, the plague game over. I feel like we're missing one. No, the plague's an EP. I said that last. But game over. Survive. Handle with care. Those three. That's it. Something Wicked was not a good record. No. Or Oingo Boingo or yeah, whatever, whatever it was called. It was not I, a good I, record. I feel like we're, regardless. So. And I love that band. Don't get me wrong. Luger is also one of my favorite fucking bands in the world. So that third I went to New York. I traveled to New York just to go see them. You know what I mean? That third spot, a lot of... It's obviously they're going to be the, 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 the afterthought of the big eight. Mm-hmm. So they're going to only have maybe three plus albums where a lot of these bands have... Five, six, seven, ten albums, you know? So that's why Whiplash, Nuclear Assault, Heathen, and Kevin made a good point with like Defiance. Good man. Or Forbidden. But Defiance is definitely the lesser known man of all. But they, it's a they great are. choice. But I yeah. love them. I love them. Yeah. It's a great choice. Uh, like Forbidden too, they had two amazing albums and they kind of got into the weird 90s right. shit. Uh, Heathen, they have three albums, never put out a bad song between right. their I agree. original two and then like their return to form or, or their comeback. Yeah. What so, about the uh, yeah? But what about the Forbidden album that their their comeback? The the Omega Code, yeah. or which whatever. was good. I it was it was okay, it was but it, it was, wasn't what I was expecting. It was a good record, though. Yeah, it I mean, good. It, it's no fucking. Like, well, I think it's like the best record of the world. No, but I thought it was yeah. a good record. Yeah, I, I thought it was solid. So it, it's it's such a tough. It's so tough for me, but just going by history and the criteria, I I, I would have to put Nuclear Assault, even though there's. Other bands that are just as deserving. So we're pretty much on the same page. Because I agree with Kevin too. I think Defiance is deserving. Uh, do I... 
you know, I just think they're the lesser known band. I think uh, with Nuclear Assault, I'm with you. I just think Dark Angel edges them just slightly. I love Dark Angel. I love Gene Hoagland, man. I fucking love uh, the, the intensity they brought. But I want to ask you a question now. This is a serious question. I'm going to throw you guys for a loop. I'm going to fuck this whole thing up. Four inches wide. No. Soft. Foreign bands. Well, we were just talking about American. Ooh. Who you fucking uh, like say, I don't even care about four, but what's like your top two or three, four, whatever, foreign bands? Um, Not including American bands? Yeah, and this is off bands. the top of that because we didn't even plan on talking about this. Well, yeah. what, time, what time period are we talking about? What any period. Any, I mean, I'm talking about like that came out in the 80s for the most part. Um, you know, like who who do you think like laid down the path? And I, and I know one. I'm going to name one obvious one because everybody is creator. Yeah. Creator's got to be up there. I mean, no matter number, what. Number, even if number like one for me, international. Them. I hate to fucking yeah. say it. Me Dude, too. they've me had too. more. Me too. They're like they're like German Metallica, right? As far as their maybe even had, a little bit of Slayer too. Yeah, they got oh, a yeah, little yeah, Slayer yeah, influence yeah. going on. But as too. far as like having like five or six solid albums, then they're kind of doing weird. They all follow that same goddamn pattern. Nah, it's crazy. Man, everything's different, and that's what I like about Creator, man. I could always go back to Creator, man. Every album's Dude. different, and they're all good. Uh, Creator, definitely number one. Yeah. All right, now what about the, that two and three spot? Early Sepultura. Absolutely. Uh, that would that was actually the pick I was going to put. Kevin fucking beat me to it, but like, Dude, Beneath the Remains... Fucking schizophrenia, schizophrenia arise. Fucking. I mean, even Chaos AD is a great record. Yeah, it is. It's their uh, black album. Roots is where it's... I kind of lose it. Uh, I think Roots is more their black album. I think Chaos AD is their black album. Yeah. I think that's more their load. Because I, 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 so? I didn't even give it a fucking chance. I'm like, yeah, but people okay. love that fucking record, man. They do, but a lot of people like love load too. I mean, who doesn't like travel? No, I mean, you know what's funny? The drums is the only chance here and there. Literally, the drums is what I really like about that record. I just don't really care for anything else. Um. But yeah, man, that's a great pick. Uh, I'd have to go Sodom and go back to Germany again. I think Sodom, Sodom three, would have huh? to be there. Yeah, man. I think Sodom, uh, Between Age and Orange, I Persecution Mania, Obsessed by Cruel. Yeah. Obsessed by Cruelty. Dude, yeah. Those records are like forever. Like I listen, I actually probably listen to those three records more I listen to any Creator record. But I think Creator overall has a better discography, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You got anybody else? Who you got? Come on. You got it, one. If I had to choose that third spot. I know where you're going. It would be the Schneiser. No, no Schneiser. Yeah. We, got two, we got like three Schneiser. I know where you're going. Canada. Oh, you're going Canada. Oh, you're going to go to fucking Oh, I thought you were going Tankard, but what are you going? Annihilator. 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 Yeah. See, like, I dude. fucking love Fantastic, Tankard. man. But I just think those first three fucking like Annihilator records, I don't know. Tankard? I Fucking love them. You guys know that. Mm-hmm. But those. I'm shocked that you're actually picking Annihilator. Those Tanker. earlier albums are so. And I'm shocked too, actually. They're I, so I, I, raw. I'm super shocked. They're too. so raw. So if I really think of it, the three albums I listened to from like Creator, I mean, not Creator Tankard. But you don't even like Tankard. So what are you I'm so upset about? But just, but you love them. That's why yeah, it's you surprising. Yeah. I'm just surprised. But we can't have all just German bands. No, that's fine. You know, and I got. One I think Creator would take number four. Yeah. for me, Kevin, you got one off the top of your head. You now know where you stand on Doug's Mita. You must not let him engage in the next cruise in some beer debaucheries. Yeah, he's no longer allowed to have the beers <laughs> with you. Okay, next time. I'll me and Jelle, like turn him fun. down for the beers. Turn him down for Dude, the beers. Th- that's maybe we'll get into that story after. That was a good story. Uh, I mean, non-American, non-San Francisco thrash bands. Yeah, 
You got anybody? Yeah, that shit doesn't make sense. Like, <laughs> oh, it makes a lot of sense. It's a lot non-American, of Non-American, non... It's either, like, Bay Area or Germany. Like, there's, there's very a, few in between. Like, there's a ton of fucking bands, man. I'm there's, going to go with Voivod. Really? Voivod. See, I've never been a big fan. No, they're... No, they're, he's they're, being an ass. I'm, I'm being an ass. Yeah, nobody, nobody likes you. Nobody likes Voivod. No, <laughs> that's <laughs> not necessarily true, but I've never been a fan. No one, but I know people like Voivod. They're kind of like the obscure European rush, but they never were good. Right. No, they're Canadian. They're Canadian. Yeah. Whatever. They're You're, from Canada. All right, so they're just like Rush then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and I, just I, bad. Just yeah. bad Rush. And I got one more. Oh, right. Go ahead. What, no, what no, we, say? what you got, Kitty? I got you. I, I, artillery. I think Artillery deserves to be up mentioned. I think they're uh, very underrated band. Oh, wait. No, we were just talking about this then. Fuck that. We were talking about... um Europeans. Yeah, or whatever, or other no, no, no. other countries. All right, all right I'm gonna go Dutch. Um, well, which would be artillery? Are you gonna steal my pick? Not, no, not artillery. No, I thought artillery was German. They're from Denmark. Oh, they're Danish. Yeah. Uh, might it might not even be, but um, coroner. Oh, coroner's oh. great. Different Switzerland. Oh. Switzerland. Dude, now, okay, good call. You know what? I, uh, I fucking skipped them. They're one of my favorite fucking bands of all time, and I wasn't even thinking about them. We were talking them. about this earlier today. Yeah. yeah. Coroner is fan fucking tastic. All right, that changes things. You're right. Like technical oh. on the technical front of musicians. Yeah, they did it all. Uh, yeah, man, they were they they consider actually uh, if you look, uh, they're called the like Switzerland or whatever the uh, the Rush of Thrash or the Thrash the the Rush version of Thrash, yeah, whatever that, the fuck that they makes are. Yeah, more sense. yeah, yeah. They they definitely, unf- you know, got got labeled that, and they're awesome, man. I I mean, I've seen them live. I saw them at Brutal Assault in the Czech Republic, and they fucking killed it. They destroyed. Uh, they played a little bit, a mix of their progressive into their thrash. They did Mass Jackal. They did Skeletons. Uh, did Mass Jackal rules. Uh, what is it? Skeleton on my shoulder or whatever. And then I would also like Arclight. Did they play Arclight? Uh, I think even though it's of. not '80s, there's one album from Beth Metal Master, Danny Swano, who Ooh. started uh, Bloodbath. It all comes back to Swano. It all comes back to Swano, but he did have his. Um, record in 1999 it actually came out in 1998 uh, it's called Moon Tower it's basically like a continuation of uh, Opeth's Still Life I, please check it out if you like a combination of death metal and Rush combined it's fucked up I'm just gonna say that It's but it's not for normal people who are like I'm gonna listen to death metal mm-hmm. no you need to have like some weird fucked up mindset to sit and listen to that shit so it's kind of weird it's out there man but Danny Swano's it's a, it's a solo record Danny Swano it's called Moon Tower Edge of Sanity yeah oh yeah that gets into his solo work Edge of Sanity dude I love Edge of Sanity featured Michael Ackerfeld, um on that, that record uh, Crimson yes uh, Crimson on Crimson yeah. and I remember like I'm like wow this album's really good. Maybe Kevin would like it. And then Kevin's like, yeah. Yeah, Michael's on that one. I'm like, okay, well, that makes sense. That's why I think yeah, I thought but, but other than that, they do. Edge of Sanity has a fuck ton of great albums. Oh, dude, they do. I love... Swano's a genius. I've gotten... I've recently re- revisited a lot of the Edge of Sanity and remember how much I like them. We're getting beyond the 80s. That's like going beyond 80s metal. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I just want to get back to one thing. We, we uh, diverted. We diverted. We definitely away. diverted. Yeah, we but diverted. It's okay Which to we divert. Do. I don't yeah, mind. That's, but that's I just want to get back to artillery just because I never made my point about them. I think artillery, if you go to, uh, what's the name? By Inheritance, that record. I, I love Fear of Tomorrow, which is their first record. I love Fear of Tomorrow. Uh, Terror Squad, which is their second record, is phenomenal too. 
But when you get into uh, By Inheritance, man, that dual guitar action, man, they just like took it to a whole nother level in their time. And that came out, I think, 89, 88, somewhere in that range, or maybe even 90, that third record. But man, they fucking destroyed. And and I, I Doug, you know what I'm talking about, man. Like Comaniac and By Inheritance, those fucking songs, literally the riffs are just... I don't know, man. I think they they deserve more appreciation. I just really believe, like, it's it's like one of those things. Like, you could talk to anybody who's into like thrash, and and you can ask them, hey, you ever heard artillery? And a lot of people will say no, and it's unfortunate because they really deserve more recognition, in my opinion. I mean, obviously, my opinion is my opinion, and, and people may not agree, but I fucking think they're one of the best bands out there. Dude, there's going to be something that German water. It's well, they like- they're Danish. You keep saying they're German. They're, they're not well, German. All right, all right. <laughs> Besides artillery, are you sure they're Danish? They are, yeah. They're totally all Danish. Right. Well, being Danish aside, like, dude, all most of the bands we talked about were like of German descent. Of course, yeah. Zetatonic. Right. Germany yeah. Germany has, I think, the second best thrash scene in the world. So oh, oh the US. dude, the, the consistency. Because there's Necronomicon, Rage, Death Row. There's so many other German... Bands that came out that aren't even like I don't say that aren't mentionable, but that don't get any love. Rage looks like a the uh, Danish. No, no, they're Danish. That means German. That's, <laughs> that Danish is fucking German for German. Sorry, Rage, dude. Rage looks like the German version of um, like American Gladiators. Rage? Rage? Am I thinking of a different band? Yeah, I think so. I think you are. Yeah. Rage? Are we thinking of, uh, right? Don't you fear the winter? I will keep you safe and warm. That sounds terrible. Yeah, no, it's good though. Marco hates it, but I like it. I love that song. Dude, what are you dude Refuge? Yeah, 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 yeah. costumes and shit though? No, no, no. no, no who no, are you no. thinking of? I don't know who you're thinking uh, of. I'm thinking of Raven. Oh, Ra- Raven don't wear costumes either. No, they, they might wear like, like fucking like uh, goalie helmets and shit, but that was back they don't, in the day. They don't. Not even now? Nah, I don't think but so. They no. did. I've seen them like four or five times. But Raven, if they did, yeah. They were Maybe like, in their day, yeah. That's what I'm saying. They Before my time. Me, all right. hmm. That's what I'm thinking of. They reminded me of fucking American Gladiators. Yes, because oh, yeah, the helmets yeah. and pads. Well, okay. I think that's like an album cover. I don't know if that's necessarily played live. That's an album cover. Th- that was the one that um, Creator did the cover of... Um, Limbs of Slaughter. Limbs of Slaughter. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. that album, right? It was like Rock Till You Drop or something. Something like that. But I, I'm not 100% that that fucking, song was on it. But yeah. I, I thought it was. It's Rock Till You Drop, though. Yeah. You're right about the album. I'm not sure if it's 100% of that song is actually on that album. All right, well, that's ridiculous. Why did yeah. you do that? Too I don't know, ridiculous. Man. Why would you wear pads and stuff? I don't know, man. I'm not 100 percent on why they did it, but you know what? I'll tell you one thing: Raven for those motherfuckers, man. They got to be in the 60s, and they still put on a killer show. I've seen them four times or something like that. Oh yeah, man, they're still around. Jesus, tour the states and everything, man. Raven still puts on a killer fucking show, man. And they're fucking awesome. Like literally, put in a lot of work. But uh, on another note, real quick, uh, me and Kevin. Have like really been, especially me and Kevin that I know of, have really been on like this like seventies yes retro kick. And I just want to yes. give a shout out, man. And I I don't know if this band's still around. I don't think they are, but man, Sir Lord Baltimore. And I want to mention them just because they're like I think they're kind of proto metal. You know, they have like a little sap. They have a little Led Zeppelin. They have a little bit of everything influenced. The vocalist was fucking insane. But they're like my favorite band right now, and, and I can't from New help York. Them. Is that where they're from? They are from yeah, New York. Yeah, you know, I didn't even look into that, but yeah. They're obscure, but they are from New York. Yeah, man. I'm pretty sure they're from, like, the Brooklyn area. Could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's true. 
And Marco turned me on to these guys, and man, they Marco are, always turns you on. Marco is just a turn. That dude knows how to turn the fucking lights on. Yeah. But this band, they put out one at like, two, one albums, album, two, two albums, two albums, two albums. Yeah. But the second album's more. There's like it's like an EP. It's not even a fucking album. It's like an EP. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. That that first record is super solid though, and they, man, those guys were ahead of their time in 1970, whatever, 71. And they honestly, if if you're a fan, for, for especially people who like that sound, and they love the '70s, the retro vibe, and they're big into Mastodon and stuff, this band is for you because this band has that massive bass, that massive Mastodon sound. I don't know about you know time signatures and shit. I haven't really like. Really yeah, I still got to delve a little like, bit deeper. Yeah, yeah we got to yeah. dive deeper into the album. But, it's, but I've been listening to pretty soft for the last three days. But it's a man. solid fucking album. For 1970, you're going to say these guys were way ahead of their time. And I believe that. Doug, what's up? Uh, so, Raven, Limbs, and Slaughter was Rock Till You Die. Okay. I'm still trying to find the album cover where they're all in like goalie. No, I know, I know the cover. I know the cover. I just it, maybe it's, it's all, all for, for oh, one. wiped out. It might be wiped out. No, no, maybe all for one. It should be wiped out. And Dude, on, what? A, on another note, man, uh, tomorrow, I'm going to go see Morbid Angel. Ooh. I, I want to give a little shout out to uh, some of the, 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 I don't say the opener, but like the, probably the headliner on the second stage, fucking Blood Incantation. Yeah, I cannot man. wait to They're see them again. That shit, yeah. it, it's, it's not just your mother or daddy's death metal. Like, there's something about them that, it's like death metal, but done very well in a new age with, a new twist. It brings something new to the table, which I'm. I like that their, their their first album, their first EP, just blow my mind. It's I mean, just, they're a fantastic it, band, and it's tough in this day and age when there's been forty years of fifty years, maybe even what of, a metal of rock and metal to like still be original. It's very tough. And man, metal's been around since 1970, man. So you're yeah. pretty close to 50 years of fucking metal. So so it's tough to still be yeah. uh, relevant and, yeah. and, and, and new and cutting. And mm. and they, they, they bring it. There's a lot of bands, it's like you go see them because they've been a... Or they have four good albums in the 80s or the 90s, but like they're like... For they, a have, band. they have a total unreadable fucking band logo. Dude, and that's, I think that's kind of a like, play. Totally unreadable. I think that's a play on... It's almost like... A, Oh, we have to, you know, like it's a, almost jo- almost a joke. I think it's like a parody of right. all these bands that have these ridiculously unreadable logos, and I think they kind of have like I think they have like a little sick kick. So you I, think you think it's more like kind of a joke? You don't think they're serious about no. it? No. When yeah. when I I remember when I bought the you know I have like the the flag right I remember and I bought that. the shirt and obviously like yeah. they give you stickers and all that shit. They didn't have vinyls when I saw them, which sucked, but. But the guy was just so down to earth. He's so cool, and you could just tell like it. He's he wasn't like the elitist type or like the like, like oh you know like you don't know my logo like you 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 know you're not true like it was just like I think it was more of a joke. Right. But it's funny because like that whole joke, um, demeanor it really doesn't match the technicality of their music. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if I, I know that tour is kind of making its way around. Um, Blood Incantation rules. Um, Immolation is also on that. Morbid Angel's on that. It's mm-hmm. Tucker's. It's gonna be a great show, man. It's Tucker's. We talked about saying that it's Tucker's Morbid Angel, but it's supposedly he's gonna play some Vince yeah, and they're, shit. They're playing uh, from what I saw. They're playing like one off of Altars, one or two off of Covenant, and three off of Blessed. Three off of Blessed's pretty cool, which is cool. Yeah. Like, and I think that's the album they look, like for the most part ignore. 
And it's one. It's, to me, it's one of the. You know, it's yeah. the top three record. I mean, like I think the first three are the best three, but same here. You know, uh, the but, first three yeah, David Vincent out of the gate. Yeah. Like, man. What about the people who like old man rock, and not, not the other shit you're listening to? Old man rock. Yeah, we were just talking about you know. We go back to the new wave. Of rock and metal, the Sabbath sound. The new wave of old man rock. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what their. I'm sure that's what their MySpace. Uh, what are you? What, genre is going to be? You brought up some bands. I want you to. Uh, all right, I'll oh. give my opinion. So obviously, for me, it's going to be San Francisco uh, Bay's Orchid. They're my top list. I love uh, Graveyard. It's a band that was a death metal band that decided to change over to doing like the 60-70 sound when they're killing it. Uh, there's a band that got signed to Nuclear Blast called Crobit. I'm big into those guys Crobot? Too. Is it Crobot? I don't know. That's what it looks like to me. I know what you're saying. Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. Crobot. I don't know. C-R-O-B-O-T. Sounds like Crobot. Like Robot. Crobot. Or, yeah. Yeah. Uh... I mean, there's a bunch of other bands. See, I I haven't checked out like more of the modern stuff, but like I've been listening to a lot of stuff like uh, like Cactus. All right, the old school. Yeah, like Lucifer's Friend, Um, Atomic Rooster. Atomic Rooster's one, uh, Captain Beyond. Yeah, these bands, man, like they've been on my like heavy rotation. I've been really into it. Uh, Unfortunately, I, I haven't checked out a lot of the newer wave, and I gotta look into that a little bit more. We listened to a lot of Orchid today, which sounded really good. So I, I'm you know going to delve is, into them a little bit. The the '60s stuff, I try to get into it, but a lot of it has that. Um, man, they were big into using harmonicas and shit. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big harmonica guy, and I get it. I'm okay it, with doing it too, right? Besides the wizard, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get Sabbath used it a little bit. I think that I'm pretty sure that was Ozzy that actually fucking. Well, alright, I, I kind of brought that up earlier and then we got sidetracked, but like, is there someone on that album that's like credited no, for playing the, he, he actually, I'm, I'm pretty sure we gotta look that up, I'm almost positive it's Ozzy that played the harmonica. Yeah, that I'm not sure about, I have no idea. Yeah, I know, I, I, I'm almost positive though it is, it's Ozzy. What was I and, drunkenly trying to tell you last night? Oh, Bill Ward saying on, not changes, maybe, it's alright. Yeah, yeah and, and he's saying on it, yeah. Oh, Marco. he's saying on that and something, uh, the chain, the it's like one of the last songs. Yeah, no, he's saying on it's all right. That's yeah, there was, there was one or two others too, but I remember I, I kept thinking of changes. Because that last record, Ozzy was so fucked up and s- such a mess, they were basically like, we're going to just do whatever the fuck we want without him. And that's why they get to the point where they're like, well, we're kind of making an album without Ozzy, so why don't we just boot him? I mean, and then he got booted and then we got Dio. Do you guys like Born Again though? I like yes. it. I love Born Again. I enjoy it. I don't feel get, it it's gets not, it's it as not much love. Record. And it will never get enough love. Uh, yeah. But it's not a Sabbath It's record. basically Ozzy Era gets all the love, Dio gets some love, and then nothing else gets any love. Yeah, Ian Gillen's like... No. Uh, who's the other one? Uh, who's held this cross and all that? Uh, Tony Martin? Tony Martin. Tony Martin's awesome. That's what I'm saying. Like, So Ian Gillen, even though he had his reputation yeah, with Deep one Purple record, and yeah. shit, th- th- just, that album just gets like pushed down the bottom and no love. Like, dude... Trashed like digital bitch, zero the hero. Yeah. Uh, dude, I, I fucking I love that album. All three Tony Martin albums with Tony Allen. Yeah, it was a tier seven. Fucking awesome. What the headless? The headless cross. Tier, tier headless cross and, and something else. Yeah, there's one more. But, did you know there's a there's kind of a there's an actual rap rock record with Tony Allen on guitar. Yeah, 
I didn't know that, no. Yes, there is. Yeah. It's a Black Sabbath record. Did it come out in, like, 1999? Yes, it came out in the, in the New Metal era? It came out in the New Metal era. It was awful. It was bad. Awfully good? No, it was terrible. Tell me, please. I, I swear to God, this is fucking history. It was terrible, but that's how bad it is. The record label. I've never like, even heard of that. Please, let's cover it up. They tried to cover it, dude. It's bad. It's, it's Was his son drumming or something? I don't know who it is. I know that it's hard to find. And it's they, they tried to do the rap rock thing. It doesn't mean they were successful at it. Dude, that sounds terrible. But the problem is, Tony Iommi has said... I never wanted Black Sabbath to be Black Sabbath beyond Ozzy. Yeah. Record label, every album I was like, I have eight songs, you're going to call it Black Sabbath. Yeah. Because like, well, he had a song I know I, that album, the Ioni album. The album, The Seventh Star, Seventh that's, Star. that's the case. Uh, the Seventh Star definitely is the case. Uh, he wanted to release that as a solo record. And, and like, the labels nope, made him release it as nope, a Sabbath record. It's all going to be Sabbath. But it was, it, 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 gonna, yeah. The problem is, you tie Black Sabbath to it, People are fucking idiots. They're gonna buy and they it. Bought yeah. it. They bought it because they knew the label's like they're gonna buy it, even if it's shit, and then you don't want to well, buy. Well, we kind of hit this earlier with Metallica. Like, what if Metallica said, "Hey, after Injustice, we're gonna we're going a different direction. Let's change our name." And obviously, people are gonna be tied. Be like, "Oh, remember this Metallica?" Or that's what they're doing now. Like, yeah, but the difference here is Tony Iommi still did the. He still made metal. He just had different singers, yeah. and everybody was gone except for Tony. And Black Sabbath at that time couldn't sell out the House of Blues, never mind an arena. And Metallica was always able to maintain that, always. Metallica, no matter whatever shit albums they dropped, they were still able to fucking maintain arena shows and sell out every fucking show in the house. These guys were thinking, hey, different. It's a different situation. They were thinking, well, one of these times, the you know, the bait is gonna take, and and then everyone's gonna want it. That's what they were hoping for. Is Oh, well, if we keep holding on to the Sabbath name, somebody's going to take the bait and everyone's going to say, well, you need this Sabbath record. It wasn't right. Sabbath. Can we can we all agree that new metal was not the way for fucking Tony Iommi slash Black Sabbath to go? Yeah, it was not. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't know that was a thing. That's that kind I, didn't, of I actually didn't know either. Yeah. But uh, It was bad. The best part is, I'm trying to remember what it looked like to the cover. Was there like a what? There. I'm like, I don't know. I have to look it up. It's bad. But it's bad. Look, I'm just going to say one thing about Metallica. I want to go back to Metallica for two seconds. I'm just going to say this. Might have been iced tea. Iced tea rules. But, hey. I played a cup on TV. Dude. Fucking body count. Live was phenomenal. Dude, they had... Was that the first time you saw them live when we went to Heavy Montreal? Uh, It was the first or second. Because I saw them either a week later at... Barbecue, whatever was first. I think it was. All right, yeah. well, well, so that I think era. barbecue was You didn't see them like back in the 90s. No, 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 is uh Jesus Christ? No, I can't remember. Chitty album. Jesus Christ. No, <laughs> no oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you gotta remember, like, you got people forget that Metallica is like the biggest band of a generation. Like, people forget that. Like, just because they put out four good records to us doesn't mean it was four good records to everybody else. And a lot of people like their different eras. Like, people like their load era. There's people that like that shit, and I like some of it. Don't get me wrong, I like some of it, but. But they're like a band that's bigger 
than fucking anything. They're one of the biggest bands in the last 40, 30, 40 years. They're the only band that have played every continent. Like, right, and, 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 and if you think Who about it... Antarctica? Like, literally, name me a band that's as big as them in the last 30 years, aside from maybe Guns N' Roses. Zeppelin, when did Zeppelin break up? But, but Zeppelin was like, broke up like like 79, 80 or some shit. That was still within 30 years. Uh, yeah, close, whatever. Well, like a year or 29 oh, fucking se- 79 years. or 89? Something like that. No, no, 79, like 80. 78, Something yeah, like that, so yeah. that would be 2009, would be 30. Yeah, so maybe... But you're right. I mean, you you know you yeah. know my stance on Metallica. Okay? No. But I, I agree. They could put out dog shit, which they have. Yeah. With their Lou Reed shit or right. their fucking... St. Anger. Look, it doesn't mean nothing to me. Uh, I'm just going to say, like, I don't love Metallica, like, after Injustice. I don't. But... They are a fucking huge band, and people forget how big they really are, man. Like, they, like, literally, like, dwarf everybody else in their genre. Like, any thrash band, they literally have outsold, they've literally outsold every other thrash band probably total. You mean little people? Whatever. They little people, everybody? I don't know. I don't know what I mean, but what I mean is they're fucking huge. That's all I know. I I mean, I... They're like the Mandingo Mandingo of metal, Okay. Like they have the biggest cocks in metal. That's what they have. Yeah. They, they, you're right. They could put out absolute garbage, and people would be like, "Oh, still." Like, what did I say earlier? You could put out like an hour album of Lars Ulrich taking a shit, and people are gonna buy it. Okay, it's gonna happen. I want that on brown vinyl. That's it. Brown vinyl. I've decided. Brown. We talked about this earlier. I want it on brown. Vinyl. I actually have a vinyl of this band uh, called No Warning, and it's called the Blood and Shit Vinyl. <laughs> and on that so, note. I think on that note we're gonna end it. Yeah. Our Doug farting all over the place. That was Lars. That was that was Lars. That was, that was a Lars. That was Lars influence. That was yeah. Doug shitting himself. And that's it. All right. I'm Kev. Marco. And Doug. Thank you for listening to Vintage Burn. Until next time. The drunk edition. The drunk <laughs> edition. Yeah, it's been a long day. <laughs> Check out check out the page for links on all the shit we've been talking about. And if we remember to put it up. Cheers. Cilantro. Peace. Cilantro. If you hesitate, you masturbate. Because they thought I was a drug dealer. Because people nice. come to my window, I'd open it and be like, what's up? And then I'd close it and then you'd go away and come in. <laughs> so I literally had the cops watch my house. I was even selling drugs, but I had the cops watching my house. I remember there's a cop literally, like, you could see him. Like two blocks away, just watching my fucking house.